welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug Rutledge, and we, as always, are here at Crossroads Farm where we're doing the Homegrown Remix Podcast where we have assembled uh, actually all geniuses tonight. All geniuses, people who have exceptional abilities, uh, especially on tonight's topic, which is encouragement. So encouraging. I like, I like to be encouraging. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, I'm going to have our team introduce themselves to you. And so uh, go ahead. Hello, my name is Zach Affelter, um, and I am a sophomore at Reading High School. And I really enjoy um, playing sports a lot, but um, baseball's been really fun this year, so I want to keep playing, so yeah. My name is Justice Wheaton, and I go to Quincy High School, and in my free time, I like to take naps. 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 My name is Lana Gilliland. I am a sophomore at Hanover Horton, and in my free time, I like to... uh, anything animal related in sports yeah. there you go i'm jacob foley i'm a senior i go to quincy and i like playing sports you like playing sports so uh all sports right all Just of them all every sport yeah is there a sport that you thought i would le- i bet i'd be good at that but you have no opportunity no chance football Um, I probably, um, I appreciate that. I'd probably be good at hockey if I was able to skate, but like, I have no clue if I'm any good at it. Like I'm probably awful. All right. So tonight we talked about encouragement. Is there a way that you like being encouraged? That's not, uh, it's not a question that we have, but I mean, is there a way that you're like, yeah, if you do this, I feel encouraged by it. I like hugs. Like something about hugs just makes me feel like loved and encouraged. So it's just like nice to have that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I am the exact opposite. I do not like physical contact. Okay. But I love like when my dad knows this. And so like if I do like something that I've been like wanting to do or like I achieve something, he like brings me food or like candy. And it's like I really know that I'm like, yeah, they appreciate it, you know? Very cool. So you put both of those together. And that is me. The I like hugs and Talking. I like candy. So okay. Okay. it's it it works out really well. Yeah. So So hugging candy <clears throat> works for Zach. Can- yep, those Hug- are great. Okay. Go ahead, man. Alright. So like if we're doing sports or something and you know you got like hooping and hollering, I like all that. Okay. All close and you know All right. Loud. Loud. <laughs> Loud. I don't know what encourages me. Uh, by the way, this is the segue here. Did you know that uh, each of you mentioned a different type of love language? Mm-hmm. So we're encouraged by love, whether it's gifts given, time spent with, uh, verbal affirmation, whatever it is. We're really just saying, love me. Somebody please love me the way I need to be loved. <laughs> which is... I love love. Which I love you love. love. Who said that? I love love. Yeah, there you go. I don't. <laughs> Wow. All right, so let's ask another question. Do you remember a time when you cheered too long at the wrong time or for the wrong person or team? (laughs) All right, so in baseball, it's kind of entertaining. Like, um, 
when you're in the dugout and we're batting um, and there's a pitch thrown that you mm. don't think is very good and you just immediately start screaming, hey, good eye, like way to not swing, nice ball. And then the ump goes, strike. And you go, shoot. Like, oops. Not great. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Somebody else? Um, my sister dances, so I remember at like a dance competition, I was cheering the whole time for her <laughs> and my friends, and it wasn't even their dance, and it was our like biggest rival like studio. Mm. It was kind mm. of embarrassing. Nice. You know, <laughs> something like that kind of just recently happened to me. I have a friend <laughs> at a school, and like they're our biggest competitors, and we were playing each other and um my best friend was on the other team and i was over there cheering for him and you know my whole school was very upset about it but you know i mean it wasn't necessarily the wrong team but it was the wrong situation yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> Go ahead. uh we uh, a couple me and my buddies went to a reading basketball game and yep. that our that's a rival of our school and we yep. definitely were cheering for reading instead of quincy Wow. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> wow. So this is pretty amazing. Uh, Dawn and I travel to a lot of games, and we always know players on both teams, which means you're, you're, you're cheering at the wrong time for something, something? right? You're like, yeah. hey, that was all. Uh, shh. You know, because their parents are going to kill you if you mm-hmm. cheer the wrong side. Yeah, you got to be careful what you say. That's definitely true. My brother and I uh, cheered out loud at a professional golf tournament once. Really, really loud. Like like basketball cheer. Like, yeah! And, uh, we and so were, you got all the looks. Yeah, oh yeah, from people wearing way too much clothing to be outside. Yeah. So I always said this, that if I ever ended up going to like the majors or something, I would be that one guy that in every hole... Um, as soon as it goes off the tee, just yelling, it's in the hole, like really loud. And that would definitely be me. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Um, all right. So when do you feel uh, that you need most cheering in your life? Maybe it's a time of day or it's something you do and you're like, if I had a cheering section, I could actually almost make it. Oh, I feel like sports are definitely a big one. It, you definitely cannot do sports without having some sort of cheering going on. Hmm. I mean, you can, but then you won't perform as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's like playing a game, and like the game starts before like your parents or your friends get there, and so yep. it's like, oh, this is weird. Like no, like my people aren't here. Like my little group. Yeah. And so you just feel weird playing in like quiet. Okay. And like crickets chirping, you know. I think getting up in the morning. It would help to have people cheer me on. Right? You can do this. Here, get the shower going. He's coming in. Right? Right. That's what coffee is. It's liquid encouragement. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, my, like, when I need it is when I'm out of my comfort zone for something. Yep. Because, like, in sports, I don't perform better when people are cheering for me because I feel more pressure. Mm. But, like, when I'm out of my comfort zone, then it helps me know that, like, if I make a fool out of myself, then people will see it and, like, support me and laugh with me about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if I'm out of my comfort zone and no one's cheering me on or anything, I just feel even more, like, odd and misplaced. <laughs> that's Man, that's that's true. So um, I had a really weird situation this year with basketball. Um, being on JV, one, there's not as many fans as, like, 
it's JV basketball. You're not going to go watch that because it's not that cool. I did, man. I did. <laughs> yeah, you came every once in a while. And yeah, I was very happy. Yeah, but yeah. also with COVID, like, we only got a certain number of tickets. So it went from, like, 25 people coming to, like, 10. That's an exaggeration. But it was the whole idea of, like, having to create your own energy was so weird and yeah. difficult. So sports is a big energy necessity. It's it's weird too because it it raises the standard you expect encouragement and then you get to your first day of real work and nobody applauds when you come in on time like they don't go way to go you're here and you're doing your job nobody does that they're like just shut up and do your job <laughs> well, not encouraging I See, I have, there's one person at the shop, I work at like an auto body shop, there's one person, I come in and he doesn't have help, so when I come in, he's like, yes, like, let's go, because he gets excited, because you know, like, we're the only two there, and like, that really makes me feel good, like, you know, I am needed, you know? Yeah, that's all right. At my work, I work in retail, and I like to, like, provide my own source of encouragement, so if I do something and no one else sees it, be like, yeah, I just checked that person out on my own, like, look at me go, and then, like, they'll, like, see um, that, like, I'm joking, that, like, I'm trying to encourage myself, and they'll just go along with it, and it makes me feel, like, good and, like, listened to and supported. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so um, what do you do to encourage people that need it? What do you do to encourage people around you that need it? And what's that look like? Like, how do you know they need encouragement? Maybe they just look sad all the time. Um, I like to give people hugs and like, even sometimes like people might be just saying that like they're fine and that like they don't need anything, but I still offer that encouragement and be like, oh, I hope you have a great day. Like you got it. You're like, I know you got it in you to do this. And so like, just that little bit, even if they don't need it, it helps to, like to know that you're supported and backed up no matter what. Yeah. I definitely, okay, so, you know, my I like gifts, you know? So if I, like, know somebody's gone through something, you're like, you know, like, after going through something hard yourself, you can kind of see that in other people who've gone mm-hmm. through certain situations. And so, like, I love putting together, like, goodie baskets. It just, and, like, I love, because, like, I like to sort things. I sort everything by color, by shape. by. And so, like, I just really like to do that for other people because it's fun for me. But then, like, also to see them get so excited because, like, nobody thought to do that. Yeah, I love that. It takes almost nothing to encourage people. Like It does. Really, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call you if something ever goes wrong in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. I got you. No, but um, I probably I think um, a lot of the times I just I'm willing to listen to people a lot. Mm. Just I don't have to like necessarily give them anything. Just besides someone to talk to, and I don't even have to like say anything a lot of the times. Just by letting them release some of their anger, just about whatever, it can just lighten their load a lot. And it's that's encouraging to me to just see someone's day get better just by listening. Hmm. Um, I'll have to agree with Zach that like I like to listen to people a lot because like basically he said it all, but I'd like to be able to give someone um, someone to talk to whenever they need it. So I got to tell you this cool story, but go ahead. You, you have something oh. So I, I went to, uh, I went to the gas station. I was getting gas, and the uh, the gas attendant, whatever, um, he he put in fifty dollars, but I only had forty bucks. So he logged in that I was going to get fifty dollars of gas. I only had forty on me, and so I said, "Oh man, um, yeah." And he 
he looked at me and said, I don't know how to back this out. I don't know how to avoid this, this, this activity. So I'm like, uh, okay, maybe I can go to my car and get another 10. So I start walking out the door. There's a guy behind me in the line and he said, oh, if you need 10 bucks, I got you. And I said, no, I got it in the car. I mean, I got it. I got it. And he's like, I know, but maybe you forgot it or something. Just, you know, if you need it, I got you. And I didn't know that I was ever going to see him again. He was just saying, I'll cover it. And I was, I wasn't, I didn't need $50 as opposed to $40 to get home. He was just saying, I'll give you the 10. So I came back in, I had the 10 and I walked up to the counter and I put it down and I paid for my stuff. And he had waited the entire time while I went out to my car and came back with the 10. And so what I said to him is, man, is this your stuff right here? And it was just like a Coke and, you know, a Coke and some jerky or something. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm sorry for making you wait. And I said, I'm going to, I'll take care of that. I'll pay for it. And it, so it cost me less than $3, but I know he was encouraged by it. And in the same way that I was encouraged by the $10, it's amazing how little it costs to actually make somebody's day and encourage them. Mm-hmm. It, it really doesn't take much. It's, it's not only a gift to them, but it's a gift to you to like see them. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like rewarding to both parties. Yeah, my best story for the week. Yeah. I, I had another friend who went up to me and he told a story about a guy who like went to a, went to a, like, a tire shop and got a replacement wheel for his trailer when he was on the road somewhere. It took him over an hour. He gave the guy 200 bucks for the wheel. The guy took off. It took more than an hour. He assumed, oh, I've lost the 200 bucks. The guy came rolling back in with the wheel and said, hey, I took, he took an hour of his time go, to go somewhere else and help somebody and return change for the wheel. It's, hmm. it's such an encouragement. It makes you feel like the world may not be terrible, right? Mm. All right. So we've talked about church, um, and we all have different experiences with church. So do you find that church is an encouragement? Do you go a lot? Do you not go a lot? Do you need it? Do you say, I need to go more? What, what's, what's your story with church? So I go um, every week with my family to church, um, but it's really nice. Um, it is a really good encouragement um, because, well, I, I get to volunteer um, in different aspects at my church, which is really rewarding in that aspect. But um, I don't know why, but there are just certain Sundays where you can just sit there and just feel like there's no one else in the church and the message is strictly just given to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it's honestly, it's the Holy Spirit that does that. And it just, it encourages me to like push for that subject whatever it may be and just um start my week off with that mindset instead of a mindset of like school or skipping church or something like that it's really good um my relationship with church used to it was really good for a while and then things went downhill in life and so did my time to be able to go to church and then once I was finally able to drive I took the steps to find a new church and to have a new beginning and to like reset my faith and like kind of not erase but like refresh whatever I had already known and I found a new church and I feel it's so I feel safe in it and I feel supported all the time and I feel I feel very comforted in it, and like I know that the people and the relationships that I'm making there are going to last a long time, 
and I feel safe to talk to anyone there and like I'll be there some weeks and I can just like feel the presence of God and it just feels so nice to be able to know that like he's always there and he's always working. It's mm. pretty awesome. I as a you know I went to church with my family and like as a kid you know I just saw it as oh like I just have to go once a week and I get to color and like people they'll talk to me but like I don't really have to pay attention because you know they won't care I'm a little kid mm -hmm. but then like as you grow older like <laughs> you don't get that opportunity you don't just as a 16 year old you don't just sit down and color and like ig ignore people but um I think Zach does. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got older and like I was just going through a lot of stuff life was it was really rough and um, I was just like, I was like, God, you know, like I need, I need you to show me, like, why am I doing this over and over again? And um, there was just something that had been really weighing on my heart. And I walked in, and um, he was like, Oh, we're gonna have a guest preacher today. And uh, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, blah blah blah, whatever. Just like every Sunday. And he walked in and preached about the exact thing that I had been worrying about. And wow. it was like, it was like God directly spoke right to me. He looked at me and said, This is for you. And yeah. it was like. It was from then on, it was like, wow, like, I, I hear you, God. And, you know, like, it was just life-altering. Like, this is what I'm here for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, there was, you know, I, I was always go to church every Sunday. And there was, past summer stuff happened. And there was an event we had at our church that, like, it scarred me for a while. And I look back at it now, and I stopped going to church for, like, a good two three months mm -hmm. and like it didn't really occur to me because i came to crossroads still and i still you know had bible studies mm -hmm. but i would just i just didn't go back to the that place mm -hmm. but the first day i went back the sermon was direct I, it was directed right at me mm -hmm. it was like you know show up <laughs> yeah so i have not missed since it, it's kind of amazing that god sets you up like every week, oh, God yeah. sets yeah. you up. He's like, come on, I got something for you this week. Uh, it happened to me today in church. I was in church, and people think, oh, you don't need it. You're old. You know, you, you preach all the time. I'm like, actually, it's great when God speaks through somebody else because I hear it different, and, and that's pretty cool. I uh, I love church. I think it's really important. Obviously, you guys do too. That's um. We had a younger pastor that had come in. And it was the same thing, you know, I was just really worried about something, and it was like, God basically told me, he was like, hey, don't worry. And this young pastor came in, and, and I went up to him afterwards, and I was like, you know, like, God really, I want you to know this, like, God really spoke directly straight to me through you. And he was almost in tears. He was, you know, he thanked me so much, and what I didn't know was that he had been struggling, like, God, what, like, let show me that what I'm doing isn't for nothing. You'd been going through criticism and stuff. And like he said, you know, like you really, like you just did the exact same thing for me. Like, thank me. And he was, like I said, he was almost in tears because he was like, God just spoke directly to me through you. And like, that was like rewarding for like both ends. Like it was like, oh, like, wow. Like I really just helped this guy like do everything that he needed, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, like always, uh, we're glad you joined us for the Homegrown Remix podcast. This has been a good, I so I'm encouraged. I'm like totally encouraged. We'll be uh, we'll be sending this out on all of the favorite places that you listen to podcasts, and we'll be talking to you real soon. Thanks. We love you, and uh, just we also want to thank our live studio audience. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office 
at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI, also on Insta and Twitter.